Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Arm Wrestling Extra Podcast. This is Hollywood Matt Connolly with the double biceps. It is in the contract and legal requirement every single time we appear on camera. Podcast partner, the co-founder, co-breather of air, co-wearer of clothes. <laughs> At this very room, it is in fact the master of disaster, the king of sting, Thunderlips, the ultimate male, the Count of Monte Cristo, the winner of the Dave Stockbridge of the Year Award. It is in fact Dave... Dave Stockbridge, Stockbridge, welcome to your own show. Thank you very much and a very warm welcome as always, Hollywood Matt Connolly, thank you very much. <laughs> That's right, a big week in the arm wrestling world. Big week in the arm wrestling world, Matt. And uh, Always a big week. It's, it is, isn't it? You know, uh, every every week there's uh, another huge development, a scandal and and something to report on and uh, the last couple of weeks uh, in particular have been big uh, at an international level and of course here in Australia and on a much more local level and mm-hmm. uh, What's, uh, what's caught your eye, Hollywood, Matt Connolly? Yeah, well, we had a big international event for another one of the East versus West cards. So mm. we had uh, a lot of the US-based uh, and Western pullers uh, taking on some of the best in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ryan Bond uh, was also featured on that card. Representing and, Australia, as always. That's right, mm. that's right. And uh, it's funny because, it, you know, it is supposed to be a... Well, the, the title is called East versus West. And obviously, Can't we're, get much we're more. very south. <laughs> very south, very east. We're not getting any more east than Australia. That's though, right. So <laughs> he did end up losing his match uh, 3-0, but in the comments and in the stream, uh, everyone was saying, he's not from the West. <laughs> he's not, it doesn't count for a loss for they, us. They didn't specify whether it was geographically or right. culturally east versus west. I think that's the that's the, the issue. They weren't very clear from the get-go. But exactly. Uh, yeah, maybe Engen can address that <laughs> into the, as we move into the future. So, uh, so, so for those people that might mightn't be familiar with East versus West. It's uh, essentially a, a gathering of the best arm wrestlers in the world, all, all organised by England Terzi, and uh, and held in. Uh, yeah, I think I think this one was in Turkey. In Turkey, yeah, yeah. 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 There's been talk about maybe Dubai coming yeah. up in the not too distant future, but uh, uh, being held in Turkey and uh, a huge uh, huge event. Some of the biggest names of the sport, or the biggest names in the sport, mm-hmm. and also uh, some in- inductions into the Arm Wrestling Hall of Fame. I note as mm-hmm. well that came out of uh, that particular very eventful weekend. That's right. Yes, uh, Cobra Rhodes, who is uh, one of the legends of the sport, has been around for oh, twenty plus years in mm-hmm. in the arm wrestling world, and maybe even longer, but. Uh, uh, he was featured on the card as a competitor as well mm-hmm. and also uh, garnered a spot for himself in the Hall of Fame, which I think was a very big surprise for him. I don't think yeah. that they had announced that this was going to happen, that they were doing these Hall of Fame announcements. It, yeah. just, uh, it, it just seemed to be a bit informal, uh, the announcements yeah. over dinner, just a bit of a surprise to everybody. That's right. Yeah, It's like, we should make a Hall of Fame. Yeah, <laughs> Who do you want to be in it? Uh, who's here? <laughs> it, it was quite touching because obviously Engen had given it some thought in advance and there was... Uh, 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 well, uh, John Brzezink received his induction and mm-hmm. uh, that and, and was presented with that by uh, by Devin Larratt, which yeah. was a really sweet moment. And um, uh, uh, was it uh, Big Daddy Goodrich? Was yeah, that's right, Gary Goodrich. Yeah, Gary Goodrich was there as well. So mm-hmm. and, and inducted into the Arm Wrestling Hall of Fame as well. So a lot of people don't uh, would know Gary from his MMA days. And yep. uh, but before MMA, he was a world class arm wrestler. That's right, absolutely. Yeah, he did also jump on and do some commentary early in the event. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, great to have him there. And uh, yeah, he he is one of those pioneers of arm wrestling. And yeah, right, he moved into MMA after that, and that's where most people. 
would have recognised him from and then gone, hang on, what is Gary Goodridge on this? <laughs> so actually, he used to be a really top arm wrestler. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah, it's quite a surprise for people when they find that out. That's a... Yeah, so so a big weekend, big results. Uh, any upsets, uh, any, any results that were a bit of a surprise to you, Matt, because I know you keep a very keen eye on <laughs> international arm wrestling. And, yeah. uh, and, and so uh, if you were a betting man, how would you have... Uh, how would you have gone over that weekend? Yeah, I think there wasn't anything that was way out of the ordinary or really sort of controversial or anything. Probably the main event, which was um, Devin Larratt and Dimitri Prudnik, mm. uh, was the featured one that everyone was sort of looking forward to seeing. Um, and it did end up being that Devin walked away with a 3-0 uh, victory and sort of solidified himself in that number two position behind Levant. Mm. Uh, Perhaps the biggest controversy that came out of that particular fight was the behaviour of the corner woman in this case, <laughs> Devon's uh, wife, yeah. um, who uh, was quite vocal uh, and, and and is known to be anyway. And for for many of the viewers, that seemed to be somewhat of a distraction and. For some, the, it thought it was perhaps borderline disrespectful as well. I know she refutes this and uh, has since come out in a video just to, suggesting that was never her intention. We'll take her on face value with that. But it, it is a, a partner behaviour has popped up on several occasions to be somewhat of a distraction mm. uh, when it uh, when it comes to arm wrestling. Um, you know, how did you read that one, Matt? Yeah, I, I think moving forwards, what they need to do is is say that okay, the corners are restricted to this area mm-hmm. and to anyway. a corner, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah of the, the room. That's right, <laughs> the far corner. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously she she sort of crept quite close to the table as the event was going on mm. and and yelling her criticism of the referee and mm. uh, during the match quite quite loudly, quite, quite vocally, vocally. Mm. which which uh, did end up with. One of the referees, the down referee, having to actually, you know, stop what he was doing to to sort of say, look, hang on, just we're in control. We we see what what's going on. Just mm. you know, relax. <laughs> so yeah, she did move quite close, which was, uh, you know, I think they'll probably address that in future events and say, look, this is the area that you need to remain in as as a corner person, mm. uh, because if you are standing that close to the competitors as they are being set up by the referees, mm. it, it can potentially give you know your your athlete uh, an advantage, or you can distract the referees from doing what they're doing. Uh, yes, I, I do think that they'll probably adjust those things moving forward. I think as arm wrestling starts to mature as a, as a professional sport as well, some of this um, uh, conduct will be ironed out. I, I, one would imagine so, and, and in part because viewers don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also it's not creating the best of environments for those people that are working under pressure the officials who are often volunteers or certainly the lowest paid people that are there if they are getting paid at all mm. and um, uh, it's uh, and it doesn't add anything to the spectacle of the sport or to the it doesn't uh, enable others to hold the sport in any higher esteem when they see that type of behaviour coming out of a corner or from a partner or, or, or from anybody for that matter that's involved in the running of, of an event. So whether it's an overly vocal, a very passionate partner or whether it's the opposite and somebody just walking around on their phone in the background, I think uh, whoever it is that's um, producing the, the content for the viewer needs to be very, very mindful that that's no longer an arm wrestling table. That is now a set and that needs to be treated accordingly. Yeah. Um, and that space needs to be uh, somewhat sacred and, uh, and, and, and held out to be uh, uh, just for the performers. Mm, absolutely. And you can see that uh, there were certain aspects of different promotions that have happened in the past where they have set up like a... 
they've been quite clever with the way that they've designed their their set and there's almost a physical barricade between somebody being able to um, have access that closely to the competitors like when you look at the wow uh setup they they had like a, a fence around the competitors which had all their their wow logos and their sponsor logos and the athletes would stand almost on a, a little raised stage or platform mm. uh so that they were higher than everyone else so the audience could see what was going on it's very well well designed but the corner uh people were restricted to being on the outside of the fence mm. and so in between rounds uh the athlete would go over to the corner they had a chair there and they could obviously talk and interact with their with their corner but that corner could not unless they jumped over the fence mm-hmm. and came in, in contact with the athletes, uh, they couldn't influence the match as much as what was happening uh, on the weekend where it was just a straight stage. They had yeah. the table in the middle and anybody could just wander around freely, yeah. which is why you saw uh, Jody very passionately getting involved in, in mm. the setup and, and yelling and screaming uh, you know, from maybe a metre or a metre and a half away yeah. from, from the table. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, an enormous distraction for the officials and the, and the viewers alike and, uh, and, and perhaps even the athletes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I don't know if Devin's mentioned it at all. But, uh, yeah, probably not. There was, there was a key – well, he might not have. I mean, Jody, as you said, did address it on her channel and, mm. I, and I think her um, message is basically – too bad that's what i did yeah you know yeah uh i was allowed to do it and i did it yeah you know but um and that's fine if she wants to do that and they'll probably look at preventing people from doing that in the future in the future yeah, yeah. And, and perhaps it's all come up it was there um did we learn anything from east versus west apart from not not have corner men <laughs> a foot away from the table well they've learned that devon has sort of put himself it's it's a difficult thing with their top rankings in, mm. because you've got Levan who's so dominant in number so one. So far ahead of everybody so else far currently, ahead. yeah. And then Devon solidifying his position in number two, mm. but having been beaten 6-0 by Levan, and mm. it sort of, it really does paint a difficult picture to, to find a credible opponent for, for Levan because it's like if you've beaten number two 6-0 yeah. and, and really he, he kind of dominated Devon throughout that entire match. Mm. Uh, it's hard to make a compelling case for for a matchup against him. It's really hard because uh, arm wrestling, unlike um, almost in, well many sports, many strength sports, um, it, it, there's so much technique that's involved in it that just getting a really strong, like getting Hapthor on the table, for instance, is not going to make any difference. That's right. Um, you'd, you'd need somebody who was 250 kilos with that skill set in order to even have a chance at yep. this stage, one would imagine. Uh, Levan is so physically dominant and... Uh, so technically proficient and is such a student of the sport that it's hard to see anybody catching up. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's almost the Roger Federer situation mm. with tennis, you know, where he was number one for, for, I don't know, 10 years in a row or something. Yeah. Uh, and, and a lot of people did start to lose interest because it's like, well, no one's a, a challenge for this guy. And yeah. it wasn't until, you know, guys like Djokovic and, um, you know, some competitors, Rafael mm. uh, Nadal was able to really start challenging and they had some amazing back and forth matches. Mm. But it took several years for, for them to catch up to the point that Federer was at. And mm. you're sort of seeing that now with Levan, who's so far ahead. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to take, as you said, like <laughs> a long period of time for somebody to develop not only the technique, the skill, uh, the structure, the physicality uh, mm. and the desire to be a world champion in arm wrestling. So, yeah. He might be at the top until he retires. He could be the Don Bradman of arm wrestling, literally. <laughs> he could be the Don Bradman of arm wrestling. It could be a long, long time before we come across 
some uh, are great mm. um, of um, of Levin's stature. Mm. So uh, so uh, as, as you mentioned, uh, Devon solidifying his position as uh, as number two, um, and I would say that the East versus West uh, format was pretty much formulated to uh, uh, circumvent some of the discussion over who's the best. Is it the Russians or is it the is it the Americans? And that mm. that kind of played out and flared up even during COVID whilst athletes weren't able to compete and test themselves against each other. But it also became uh, somewhat more poignant um, given that uh, the two rival federations mm-hmm. of arm wrestling, or say promotions, uh, seem seemingly have faded somewhat in, in significance and, and prominence. And mm-hmm. so leaving this uh, this void, this vacuum uh, from which... Uh, um, uh, Engen Terzi has decided to uh, to create East versus West, so to sort out who is the who is the best from the from the various hemispheres mm-hmm. and, uh, and and put them all on the table, which has been fantastic. But it also leaves the question of what comes next. How mm-hmm. many of these events do you need before you actually answer that question? Who's the best from the East versus West? And we might have already got there, and we're only a few events in. That's right, absolutely, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And it is difficult when you've only got. I mean, they're probably cycling through the, these top guys from each nation or each side of the world. Mm. Uh, there may be 15 to 20 guys on each side and they've had several matchups together. But yeah, it does come to a point where it's like, okay, well, we've seen all the potential matchups. We've got a pretty good idea as to where everyone stands, but where do we go from here? Is there mm. is there titles? Is there other formats? Is there... Um, other tournaments or different ways that we could see these athletes compete otherwise, other than super matches. Mm. Uh, I do think super matches is definitely the way to go and I do like the fact that they're putting on these sort of cards. Mm. Um, I, the only thing I would change is is to have some sort of uh, reason as to why this, this card is is happening and where is it leading. So, mm. you know, if, if you win your match on... King of the Table, for example, yep. what does that mean? Where does it go to? Mm. What's the next logical step? Where do the fans, uh, where, where does their imagination go to after that match has ended? That's These are all questions. I don't know if Engen um, is giving any thought to them or whether it's of any consideration because it does seem to me Engen is very focused on getting the, the very finest arm wrestling athletes in the world in the one place and putting on the best show that he knows how. And, mm. I, and I think he's done a tremendous job in yeah. as much as but to the to the longevity of, of that as a format moving forward before the interest starts to trail off and wane, um, it, it, I guess time will tell. Time will tell. And mm. at the opposite end of that spectrum, uh, we had a regional event uh, here in Australia, the Australian Arm Wrestling Federation's uh, national titles, mm-hmm. um, and uh, held in Sydney. Yep. Um, and um, uh, and that was very much that was a tournament um, worked all the way through. So uh, opposite ends opposite ends of the format spectrum, mm-hmm. um, and you, my friend, were live streaming uh, that event, or you were commentating. I would say you there was no copyright infringement. You were you were simply uh, you were commentating on the event, and uh, for. Four or five hours. Yeah, so, yeah. so, uh, uh, so how how was it that you came about the, the streaming the event and being the voice of uh, of of, uh, of the national titles in twenty twenty two? Yeah, I don't think I would unofficial, say unofficial, was, uh, unofficial voice, unofficial. unofficial. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Well, uh, I was expecting that Jake Ward uh, or Ryan Bowen would have 
most likely have gone live and have commentated on the event. Uh, Jake Ward, unfortunately, has just recently undergone hip surgery. Yeah. And so he... Playing footy this week, apparently, so everything's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah that's right. Fine. Yes, yep. he is on the recovery. Um, but during the national titles, he, he, he popped into the chat for a couple of minutes and just said, look, sorry, guys, you know, the medication is winning the round today. So mm. he wasn't able to sort of stay, you know... Well, he, I don't know if he was able to stay awake or whether or not it was like, hey, I'd rather not be on camera while I'm, you know... Got Hallucinating or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, just go live yourself. There's probably views in it. Yeah, that's right. Maybe that would have been his best episode. Who knows? <laughs> just him going. He's lost the opportunity now. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Um, Having said that, we do wish you a very, very uh, swift recovery, Jake, and absolutely. hope you get well very, very soon and are up to full strength and running another ultra marathon sometime that's right. that's in right. the not too distant future. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, I did see a bunch of his sort of supporters that were in the chat there, and I was like, well. If, if no one's going to go live, I'll go live and provide mm. somewhere that people can, you know, have somebody that's commentating on, on the matches and be a little, uh, you know, hub of activity where, you know, we can respond to comments and people can feel like they're part of something that's happening. And the, and the, the, the Arm Wrestling Federation hadn't done this, though, had they? They, 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 they did have a live, live stream, mm-hmm. um, uh, but uh, no, no commentary on the live stream. Is that because Jake was to do that event or wasn't able to because or was this organisationally or uh, they just ha- hadn't given that a lot of thought or well, um, not, not too sure? I'm not sure. Yeah, okay. I'd say that Jake would have been the guy for that event. Well, you, he, you would... Yeah. He'd be your number one pick. He'd be your number one pick. Um, But uh, after Hollywood, Matt Connolly, of course. Um, But but you you would imagine so. Uh, But uh, Jake obviously was was, uh, on the bench on this this occasion. And uh, so as a result, there was was nothing coming through on the Federation feed Mm -hmm. of the event um, that... uh, uh, Tell me what your thoughts were on on the production values, Matt, mm. and, and and what would you what would you look to improve um, into the future? Mm. Yeah, well, well, the good thing about the AAF is that they they put something together. Um, you've got people that are volunteering their time, and as I said on the live stream, uh, most of the time, well, you don't get you don't get paid as a volunteer, and a lot of the time you're actually putting your own money in to get these things happening and get them up and running off the ground. Mm. So. Uh, as an arm wrestling fan and as an arm wrestling competitor, highly appreciate the fact that there is a national competition that mm. people can go and enter. Was there an entry fee? I am not sure. I think there okay. was. I, okay. I think there was, um, but mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, yeah, I think that there was to enter. Yeah. Um, and depending on if you did both arms or one arm, it might have been a different price. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, second arm half price. Second arm, something like that. It is actually <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Excellent. Yeah, well, that's what um, Tim the Viking Graham would do when we used to run the the state tournament uh, okay. here. Is that yeah? It was like I think it was thirty dollars for one arm and fifty dollars for two. Okay. <laughs> if you had two arms and yeah, you yeah, wanted if to, if you use had both three arms, there was a special deal. Arms. Yeah, <laughs> three arms is for free because yeah. everyone wants to see that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll pay you. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, so they put the titles on. It was a national tournament. It was uh, held under the the WAF Federation rules. Um, mm-hmm. WAF Federation, that's ATM machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, the very the sort of the European style of arm wrestling with the very strict setups and 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, elbow fouls are called quite quite sternly. Yeah, uh, that is the rule set that that. Uh, and th- and that's because if you happen to win, then you get to go on and right. and compete at an international level under that rule set. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they they don't have any latitude when it comes to that rules. They they. Performing under the, under the auspices of the uh, the governing authority there. Exactly, that's yep. right. Yeah. So if you win the national title here in Australia, or you win one of the divisions uh, here in well, in the competition that happened in Sydney, mm. uh, you are qualified to compete in the national or the international federations of uh, WAF um, around the world. So, so Matt, it, it, as as somebody who was watching that uh, um, live stream of yours, it, it was hard to it's hard to not sense your frustration. That's <laughs> Possibly because you said it about thirty or forty times in a half-hour period, but there was some some degree of frustration. And uh, perhaps talk to talk talk to us about your frustrations, Matthew. Maybe this is this is a safe space we can talk about this openly. Uh, so what we, what we there was a there was a period there that was bringing you great frustration as you were trying to bring this event to the world. And, and what was that? What's going on there? Uh, yeah, I think that the streaming quality could have been better. Um, so in talking about the things that they did well and then the things that can be improved on, um, I'll just go through the, th- the things that they did well, that they put the tournament together, everything ran well. Uh, there was definitely a sense of, of, of positivity that, that everyone was there um, to, to arm wrestle and enjoy themselves. Uh, the matches happened at a professional standard. There was crown winners. There was uh, the, you know, the, the prizes were uh, awarded and the people were rightfully... Uh, identified as national champion. Um, there was a double elimination format tournament. Um, everything in terms of the structure of the tournament went really well and I really want to highlight that uh, the volunteers that did put their time and effort in to make sure that the, the event took place in the first place uh, and volunteered to referee and you know, put tables together and put everything together, yeah. uh, they did a fantastic job. My yeah. frustration was uh, from the streaming side of things, mm. which I think can be improved on in future events. Did you like two tables at the same time? <laughs> there was elements of it that, that I think could be improved, and one of those is that they did have two tables uh, in frame. Two tables isn't twice the fun, is that what you're saying? <laughs> it's difficult to concentrate. <laughs> That's the problem. And, and on occasions where I was checking in on the stream, um, I, I didn't notice that there was a difference in calibre often between... Uh, the competitors on one table and the competitors on another. So you'd have a an A-grade match that you would maybe even pay money for the pay-per-view if there was a pay-per-view for to see these two competitors across from the table from each other. And then just next to it was two people you'd never heard of um, who were appeared to be beginners uh, mm-hmm. that were sharing the stage with, with these guys, which, which is great when you want to be all egalitarian about it. But uh, from a, a, a fan's perspective, it, it kind of diluted and, and from that moment and there was some degree of distraction and not enough emphasis put on perhaps the, the quality uh, match-ups that, that, uh, that were seen throughout the day. Mm, absolutely, yeah, that's right. And that was one of the frustrating aspects as a viewer and as a fan of arm wrestling and as part of the Australian Arm Wrestling uh, Federation Committee. It was like, I, I can see that this could have been done better. I would have loved if it was um, you know, set up the way that I, I think it could have been set up. Mm. And uh, the connection, unfortunately, was, was poor. It kept dropping mm. and uh, did miss some key matches. Key moments, yeah. Which one of which uh, was very upsetting that I missed. It was um, it was uh, Mario Tembakis and Brett Coots. Oh yes, yes. Grand final on the yeah. left hand. 
oh, I wanted to see that match for like a year. And then and they were all set up. They're about to go. And then the stream just died. And then when it came back, it was like, oh, Mario's the winner. It's like, <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> I didn't get to see it. So that, there won't be a replay. There won't be. No, that's right. Yeah. You don't get that moment back. No. Which is difficult because, you know, as, as a fan, like I really wanted to see that moment. And yeah. it would have been fantastic if, if production side of it, it was set in a way that uh, it, it went well without those issues but yeah as as you did mention so having two tables well it was whispered to me that some of the best footage that had been seen from that event came from the phones of partners that were at that event it did unfortunately yeah that's right uh yeah so when you've got two tables running at the same time obviously the the difficulty is that you're trying you're trying to keep track of two different matches that are happening at once Mm. uh so as you said if you've got a top level match on one side and then you're sort of looking back and forth then it's like uh okay uh, but you've missed a slip there, and then it's like, okay, oh, I missed the pin then, and I missed the pin then. And it's, so like it's, a, it's a little bit like having a footy oval, but four teams playing at the same time. <laughs> That's right. it, it's, it's hard, and two balls. It's a, who's playing who, and yeah. you know, it, 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 it's very, very difficult, very distracting. Mm, absolutely. So, so mm. what, what I would uh, do, and what hopefully we'll look at doing in the future is having a featured table only that's mm. that's on stream. If, you, if you're going to put something in front of the audience, it should be the best quality. The best that you've got to give. That's right. Mm. Your best athletes, your, your most known and interesting matchups, mm. put them on where everyone can see them uh, and you can have as many matches as you want going on the side tables, like set up tables on the side and run them through uh, the lower ends of the, the brackets uh, and then if there's an interesting match, put that on the main table mm. uh, because that's the ones that people want to see. Mm. And the most competitive matches are the ones that are the most interesting. And mm. if you're recording the side tables at the same time, we, you know it's quite easy to just set up a camera. Mm. Um, and an interesting match does take place on one of the side tables. After the event, you can go back and find that footage and be like, well, that was an awesome match. We've got it covered. Here it is. Let's upload that as a mm. separate thing. Mm. And say, okay, this is um, this is a, an amazing match that took place in the nationals in the early bracket. Two people we didn't know, but this match is incredible. You got to see it. Yeah, uh, you know. So bring it back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As opposed to putting every single match on there, because a lot of matches in tournaments, especially in the early rounds, are, are quite either one sided and yeah. just whitewashed, or it's you know, not not the greatest. You know. Yeah, and, and and I guess there was that break in between the rounds I guess you'd say and then and then the finals and there was a, a pretty long break it was about 20 or so minutes where there was dead air um, and it looked to be that people at the venue would have just been seeing replays of a previous event um, that uh, that had happened earlier in the year nothing really related to the state titles that would have led to uh, this event or, or you know this event was the culmination of those so there was no reference to those more local level competitions but a uh, bit of bit of stuff bit of filler coming from there but that would have been a great opportunity to get some of those uh, more hotly contested uh, uh, fights over uh, 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 sorry into the call and and to maybe raise the profile of some of these athletes that might not have walked away with the trophy but nonetheless put in a great performance during the day and might well be people that'll feature on cards into the future mm, absolutely yeah for sure um so as you said i mean if you've got state tournaments running throughout the year there, there should be a whole bunch of amazing matches and amazing moments between the athletes that are more than likely there today like mm. there at this moment and you can use that to say well here is um 
let's say, Taron Broad winning the under 80 kilos right arm in New South Wales titles. And he's going to be competing in the next thing. And that's mm. the guy you need to watch out for, this guy. Uh, or, you know, here's Sam Burnett, who's competed internationally. Mm. And, you know, look out for him. He's a killer. Da, 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 and and you, could, you could prepackage some video um, highlights and, and put them for those moments either before the event uh, or during the breaks that yeah. keep people like, oh, I want to see this. And yeah. And, Oh, this, oh, they're about to have a match. Oh, that'd be great. I want to see this guy. He looks, he looks awesome. Yeah. So, yes, I think that that could be something that that we could do moving forwards. Yeah. Mm. Uh, now, now, one of your big frustrations was something that Phil and the team couldn't do anything about, and that was slips or straps. Yes. So there was a lot of that going on, and I was a bugbear for you anyway. And <laughs> I know, I know um, moving forward, you know, that, uh, with any competitions that uh, you're involved in running, it, it is unlikely to uh, be uh, be slipping to straps. Uh, it will be starting in straps more than likely. And right. and, uh, and I guess your frustration kind of uh, spoke to a lot of uh, spectators' frustration because you really do build yourself up. You kind of edge yourself to, the, to, 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 to expect something's going to happen only to oh, right. yeah. oh man so the the adrenaline dump afterwards i mean so so this is something that you know you've you've commented on on, on several occasions before and and something that you would like to see change in the culture um uh, i know laz uh, uh, one of our previous guests on the show Les boto he, he was you know there's beauty in the slip uh, you don't see the beauty in the slip obviously matt but uh, <laughs> but i don't know if spectators do either really right. so uh, yeah. you know if you if it's not the uh, doesn't necessarily make the sport any more watchable perhaps right. yeah yeah no <laughs> you hit the nail on the head with that <laughs> i am not a fan of slips at all <laughs> and, and i'm very much not a fan of, of people slipping and not being called as a loss mm. and they the rules clearly state and especially in the waf rules they're quite strict in a losing position which means that's the center of the table mm. that's the winning position mm. that's the losing position anything in the losing position that you slip that, that's an obvious deliberate slip mm. is, is a loss and, yeah and uh yeah and i it just i didn't see it me. called as much as perhaps it could have been uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah also in terms of strictly speaking uh there was talk that asada might be turning up at this particular oh, yeah. event because there was a uh the uh, the federation put out a, a press release uh, some time ago to say that it was uh, a drug-free organization mm-hmm. and uh and that you know it, it it's working under the Asada regime, and uh, the, the, well, we know that that's a very expensive, a costly regime it is. Uh, to to maintain. I've heard rumours of five thousand dollars a test, and from what I understand, they don't just come to do one test if they're coming to an event. You you might find that the whole roster of athletes are tested, not just some a sample of those, and so it could easily be the Australian Arm Wrestling Federation could be up for. 40 or 50 competitors time $5,000. So uh, I, I um, so a brave call. Um, I, I'm not aware of any testing that took place, though. I, I'm not either. Uh, but, yes, I, I did see the press release. It was probably maybe six to eight months ago they, they put up that post that you're talking mm. about. Um, you know, the, And then again more recently. That's right. And then leading into the national competition, again, they highlighted, look, we're a, a drug-free organisation and competitors, um, you know, I think it, it was worded in a way it was like potentially you can be tested. Mm. Uh, and I think the, the only way that they would be looking at that um, is if somebody is... <laughs> 
very obviously, you know, changed sus- uh, under high suspicion uh, that they <laughs> have, yeah, exactly, they've changed all of a sudden, <laughs> they've they've turned in from Bruce Banner to the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe something going on there. Uh, so it, it, I think, well, as as I said, I, I'm not aware that any testing has taken place as mm. of yet, but uh, that's not to say that it, it hasn't. Mm. But yeah, it, it is one of those things that uh, they have implemented to try to make sure that people are competing fairly against athletes that are also um, not unnatural. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it is one of those difficult things because the cost is so great mm. to implement a, a, a very high level drug testing protocol it's it's serious money and, mm. and legitimately serious money. Um, and it depends whether you're doing urine tests or blood tests or both or mm. what are you testing for. Uh, what if you piss blood? <laughs> Do you save money? You probably get a problem. <laughs> you save money. You get your money you're back. Positive. <laughs> your third arm. <laughs> you save money. You get a discount. <laughs> That's right. But it is. I mean, even the, the tester themselves has to go through certain training and they have to, you know, um, observe certain po- protocols when they're, when they're performing these tests. Mm. So it's not like a, a very loose thing that you should make. Oh, yeah, we're just, yeah, we're drug testing now. Mm. And it's like, um, what protocols are you using? Like, who's going to be there? How often are you doing it? it mm. You know, so those, those elements... Um, you know, for me, it's it's unknown, but uh, yeah, I can see the positive side of it that you know they want people to compete without having used performance enhancing um, yeah. supplements. Let's say, uh, mm. but yeah, in terms of they should be spending more Matt, more time with Matt from last week. <laughs> get the get the right supplements. <laughs> the right sub- yeah. Matt Burke. That's Matt right. Burke. He was our guest. Yeah. You had me worried for a second. Like, Hang on a minute. Who's <laughs> 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 <We've> been talking about? <laughs> <laughs> my supplements, my secrets. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll have to edit this bit out. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, ideally, you you do want to go into a, into a competition and know that it's fair, as fair as possible. Yeah. But I think personally, I don't think uh, arm wrestling at this level um, is is at a point where high level drug testing is is a feasible possibility mm. you know because as you said the, the cost is enormous yeah um well i suspected so and i suspect it was a bit of a bluff but um you know good you know that's uh you know i guess uh, it, like I say very expensive uh very expensive to uh, implement mm. uh not so expensive just to bluff people so maybe maybe <laughs> that's just enough to keep yeah. to keep it uh, but i i guess the 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 lure of um um Money will be such. Uh, for instance, if you can imagine the sport growing, and as it becomes more professional, and prize money does become uh, a greater amount, um, that uh, competitors are going to you know look for every edge and every opportunity to give themselves every chance of, of course, securing the win. So oh, absolutely. So yeah. how, uh, you know. <laughs> so uh, perhaps um, perhaps at the amateur level uh, that. Uh, uh, the Australian Arm Wrestling Federation are working at that's probably. Uh, you know, um, probably not um, no bad way to go. It's just to throw out the threat and the potential and the possibility of being tested, mm. but uh, uh, just to keep people uh, scared in a way, perhaps that might otherwise have had grand ambitions and that's right and very very high testosterone levels. <laughs> that's right, very very <laughs> high grand ambitions. Yeah. <laughs> forty, I think, is the that's number. forty. Yeah, yeah. forty. <laughs> Zero to six is normal. Six being extreme, we'll go forty. Forty. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we'll like Alistair over him. <laughs> it's over him levels. That's right. Uh, Uber him. That's right. Um, so, uh, so, so, uh, so they've had two. They they had two year layoff. Uh, there weren't any um, Australian uh, two years last year. Oh, Anything going on last year? I uh, think. I I I'm. I don't believe there is. Yeah, potentially because mm. COVID did ruin a lot of events. Yeah, so there's a couple of years there. Not much has gone on. I think uh, the. Um, uh, their first event back was earlier this year, ah, which yes. was the uh, over the top tournament um, in Queensland, and uh, this uh, this event being the the first, I believe, uh, for a couple of years of, of Australian titles. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, so after two years, a lot of time to think about it. Uh, look, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna if I could rate it out of ten, and I couldn't say seven. I'd probably say six rather than eight. I wouldn't say eight. Um, and I'd probably be very kind six. I thought my personal opinion was that in watching it, it was uh, messy. Uh, it wasn't very well thought out. Um, the audio was a distraction. So uh, I believe that they had unlicensed music in the background, which also would have meant that their, uh, their, their live stream would have been taken down or compromised, or the reach certainly would have been compromised. Has been. Uh, has been, yeah. yeah. So what a shame. You know, you put on the event, um, you, your sponsors are expecting there to be some legs to the event thereafter in terms of video views and gone. Um, so uh, the, the music was overbearing. Um, the um, um, the setup, so the, 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 the venue looked great, Except for on screen, <laughs> so which was quite, uh, I could understand somebody walking into that room and saying, "This is perfect. This is where we're going to have it. This is the ideal space." And then, uh, but on on uh, camera, it did not look any better than somebody's shed. Uh, so, uh, in some part because of the way that the camera was positioned, in other part because there was a large screen behind, and the large screen, the camera was not positioned in consideration of that large screen, nor was the stage. The stage could have probably been uh, higher by another foot or so in order to actually utilise the screen as part of the backdrop for the live stream. Uh, that was a missed opportunity. Not not having somebody backed up, so Jake uh, did have a scheduled operation. It's, it was known when that operation was going to be for some time. There would have been ample opportunity to reach out to, a, let's say, Hollywood Matt Connolly or a similar type of figure um, uh, who might be available to assist in the call of the event or, you know, simply that that be taken care of internally. I'm sure there's people there that know what they're talking about and wouldn't mind having a chat in front of camera with a microphone in front of them. But just so that the people at home could follow along, especially mm. given that there was a, a some degree of messiness going on on screen, it would have been good to have somebody help you along the way and understand what's coming next and... Mm-hmm. When that break, that twenty-minute break or so, um, you know, somebody just to explain what was going on and why yeah. we while we were sitting around and waiting, for instance, um, but also to give a bit of background on people, competitors. Is this somebody new to the table, or is this somebody that's been competing regionally for a while, or is this a former state champion? All of that type of information would have been really, really helpful and and not uh, not terribly expensive in order to uh, uh, put together. And I would have thought with some thought, consideration, and due diligence, these matters, but. Probably the most disappointing aspect of the whole thing was that uh, juniors weren't able to compete. And so you've had uh, no national titles for two years. The first chance that juniors have had to compete have been... And and I guess uh, neither of the juniors that I'm thinking of were probably even involved in the sport pre-COVID, so hadn't ever had the chance to compete at a national level... Mm -hmm weren't afforded that opportunity because the venue was a casino and they wouldn't permit juniors into the room. That's right. Uh, so um, 
what that says to younger people that are getting interested in the sport or those that have just recently gotten into the sport and competing, I don't know. Well, I know no, it wouldn't be a positive thing. You're not going to feel... Uh, it's not the most inclusive thing to do in the world. Mm. Um, and certainly to for a sport that's recently exploded in popularity that is now developing a groundswell of interest within young people uh, to completely banish them from the event uh, was was hugely disappointing and detrimental and, uh, and I would have thought worth avoiding at almost any cost. But uh, unfortunately... Um, no, um, you know the, the venue was retained, um, which I wouldn't have even minded that much if the if it was optimised, but it wasn't. Mm. You know, the, the, you know it, the literally that event could have been held in a shed and nobody would have known any different, right? Uh, because the camera didn't tell you. It was only the people that were there that were showing you what the rest of the venue looked like. Mm, there wasn't there wasn't a camera panning around. There wasn't there wasn't anybody talking to the competitors. There wasn't anything going on that really helped make that event a show mm. um so yeah I, I would say very very disappointing and uh regardless of whether or not it's run by volunteers it does appear that there were sponsors that put money behind it and uh uh you'd want your money back i don't think there's the, i mean there's not much that you can it's not much you can take away from that event as a sponsor and think well that's great we'll sponsor the next event there doesn't seem to be a, a tremendous uh Incentive to do so. I can't see the runs that would have been on the board as a result of supporting that event from a sponsor's perspective. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's things that that we can look at improving. And, uh, yeah, as I said, leading into it, there there were positives to take away. The fact that people did compete, they did win themselves a national title, the tournament itself ran well, and and, uh, the athletes involved um, would have been quite happy with you know, winning themselves a national title and legitimately, yeah, the the production side of things definitely need uh, improving, and those elements that you just mentioned there are the things that can be improved upon. Um, the the streaming side of it um, could could have been a lot better. Um, mm. Could have been a, a large focus, and especially when you've got a worldwide potential audience that that you know is interested mm. in arm wrestling and they see that there's an Australian national titles and they want to see a stream and well, that was supposed to be Australia's premier event arm wrestling event so you'd hate to think the rest of the world would think that that was Australia's premier <laughs> arm wrestling event wouldn't you yeah it uh it could have been done better we'll say that <laughs> uh and moving forwards hopefully that they'll they'll be able to take those elements of what you've just literally said a second ago and say okay look these are the things that we need to do to make this event run in the way that it looks fantastic. I would also say, but in some part, those things were already known. So, I mean, if you'd paid any attention to your screen over the last, I don't know, since childhood, for instance, you'd understand (laughs) how a sporting event is presented and if you've been paying any attention to what any of the best people in the world have been doing over the last uh, 12 or so months as the world's opened up, well, you'd have some idea as to not only what to do, but what what not to do, mm. because we've spoken about it many times on on this and the uh, and the Daily Combat podcast uh, about uh, production values when it comes to uh, arm wrestling events in particular, and uh, some of the things that uh, some of the larger promotions um, uh, have done. We, we've we've called it out where where it's not been 
Yeah, absolutely. Right, and uh, but also giving credit where due. I mm. find it really hard to give a lot of credit when it comes to this particular event. Like, yeah. yeah, there was a lot of elements that, uh, and and especially the, the fact that opportunity. Yeah, especially the fact we were seeing it from from the outsider's perspective, from the audience's perspective, is is what I was watching this event from. Mm. Uh, and as a fan of arm wrestling, it's like, and this is why I'm on the committee. This is why I want to help grow the sport. And then when I see uh, areas that you know. Uh, could have been done a lot better, mm. and it's like, well, you know, this this needs to happen um, <laughs> at least in the next events, and you know, you got to learn from from these areas. But uh, in saying that, there's probably um, people that were in the organisation of of the area that have certain skills, and maybe their skill is not in the production side of things. It might be in getting the athletes there, or getting the venues, or getting. You know the, the the shirts or getting you know that's might be that might be where yeah. their area of expertise lay yeah. uh, lie and then you know you would if you if you know that this is an important element that needs to happen and you don't have the skills for it that's where you would bring somebody do, else who does have the skills in. Do, do you think the way that the event was um, uh, presented to the world damaged its prestige moving forward? Will, will it will it will it continue to be the event? that uh, Australian arm wrestlers, wrestlers look forward to on the calendar every year, or maybe not? Uh, I don't think it damaged it because I, I think from what I've seen in the past, it's it's been similar to a lot of events that are around the world are, are of a similar calibre. And it is rare that you do find an event that does have high production value and those are the ones that really do stand out because it's like, okay, they've got the formula right here. Uh, you know, with... Um, uh, Neil Pickup and what he's been doing, uh, I think I think probably the best example of of arm wrestling presentation wise, production wise, was WAL. Mm. I think they nailed it. They absolutely got it perfectly correct. Yeah, they had the raised stage, they had the fence, uh, keeping the corners, and but they they brought people in and uh, the way that they filmed it, it was tight, so it looked like the room was completely packed. Good atmosphere. Yeah, Good very atmosphere. rarely they would have a wide shot where you'd actually see there was only like 50 people in the room. Exactly right. But uh, the, their, their introductions were fantastic. Their camera work was awesome. They, they built um, like legacy moving forward. This match means something. You know, it's, it's working towards getting a title. Um, you'd have these call-out moments and interviews with the athletes straight after the event where they would say, I want... You know, I remember Devin Larratt winning a match and saying, Ron Bath, I'm coming yeah. for you, Ron Bath. Yeah. It's you and me next. Yeah. You know? And then everyone's like, oh, I want to see that. That's yeah. going to be awesome. That's your hook for next time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so those elements can happen and they don't happen in most, I'd say most streams that are out there. Mm. It's usually an afterthought. The stream is an afterthought. Uh, mm. And it's like, oh, um, do you want to stream it? Sure. How are we going to do it? I don't know, just... Turn your phone on and point it at the the, the table. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. A, I mean, it could be. Well, uh, the fact that uh, the 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 titles are just an arm wrestling event, and that that's what how they think of it. That I don't think of it as a, an opportunity to promote the sport, or an opportunity to present the athletes well, or an opportunity to present the federation well. They might not. They might just think of it as an event to get out the way, so that they can crown their champions and move on. And everything else is very secondary, and it could well just be the case that, and 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 just I mean, as a casual observer, you'd have to assume that that was probably the case that they it was an event first, and everything else was very secondary, including how it looked to the outside world. Um, in which case, I would I would say you know probably that that thinking is incorrect and uh, and a massive miscalculation and a loss of opportunity. But you know that if that's how they're thinking, 
of events moving forward, I, I think it can't help but damage the prestige because the world has moved on in the last couple of years and now it's not the federations that are putting on the best events. It's um, individuals, it's athletes themselves, it's groups of like-minded people that are coming together to put these events on um, and seemingly at a much higher quality uh, than perhaps the federations can either afford to or inclined to uh, um, to put together. So... Mm. Mm. So, uh, so there was a lot to take out. There was a lot to unpack out of that event. Um, and uh, but in, in terms of the the athletes, uh, did the results go the way that you uh, expected? Mario Timbarkas again, uh, yeah, a big yeah. big year. Uh, apart from uh, not taking it away in Queensland, I think everywhere else he, he went, he scooped up the silverware. Uh, so, um, but uh, you know, just like schoolies, if you don't talk about uh, what happens north of the border, it never <laughs> happened. It never <laughs> happened. So, uh, as I suggested, Mario the other day. Never happened. Don't worry. About it. So, uh, so Mario w- walks away, and uh, and now uh, question marks start to arise for what's next for Mario. Uh, he's he's climbed almost every mountain that there might be here in Australia, bar a couple, and maybe they're insurmountable. But I do believe there was a there was a call out. There was a challenge, uh, a, yeah. a Ryan Bowen uh, challenge from uh, Mario Timbarkas. Yesterday wow. was it yesterday oh, yeah, or earlier today? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, obviously Mario is uh, is is hunting for for um, uh, even even bigger trophies, even bigger <laughs> prizes out there in the arm wrestling wilderness. That's so, right. uh, so uh, Mario, um, uh, it was quite exciting to see Mario's year because he went away to the United States, uh, I think, earlier in the year and tested his medal against uh, some of America's finest and came back with a renewed confidence and his. Um, Absolutely cleaned up almost everywhere he's gone this year, yeah. and uh, he, he came here originally to the uh, to the Apex uh, tournament in um, uh, here in Adelaide last uh, last March. Yep, and cleaned up there, and uh, set the drinking a beer with his other arm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> set, the, set the tone for the for the year to come for Mario. So twenty twenty two has certainly been uh, a breakout year for Mario, where he's really uh, now head and shoulders above the rest of the pack or the rest of the peloton. Perhaps you'd say you've. Got Got uh, Lachlan Adair uh-huh. and Ryan Bowen, um, which are very recognised as being number one and number two now. You would say, yeah, yeah. and now uh, Mario's kind of elevated himself to that position, just behind those guys, but well ahead of everybody else. It seems so. Uh, mm. uh, be a very, very interesting to see Mario's um, uh, Mario's progression through twenty twenty three as he as he starts meeting bigger and stronger challenges. Mm. Um, Perhaps one of his, the highlights of his year would have been uh, taking out Larry Wills. At, yeah, at the, that's a good point. Yeah, so uh, so he's had some big wins over some big names um, in 2022 and uh, uh, enjoyed much success and, and big work ethic. So uh, a yeah. lot of competitions, he's uh, Garage Wars, Apex, uh, uh, Over the Top, of course yeah. the Nationals, all of the states. So he's been a very, very busy uh, high volume competitor this year, so yeah. as well as his uh, journeys overseas. So um, Mario has arm wrestled a lot um, and has gotten stronger seemingly with every pull. So, right. uh, so a big big year twenty twenty three to come for Mario, and I would imagine that there'll be more travel overseas um, as he uh, starts to uh, hunt down some some uh, some formidable challenges mm. as as the as the well in Australia dries up for for those for him. Mm, absolutely, yeah, and and what a wonderful guy as well. When he came over for the uh, Apex event, uh, he 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 helped me out in every way possible. Um, <laughs> he did stay at my place because it was just easier for him accommodation wise, uh, and I was happy to to do that to help him out and not have 
you know, costs of hotels or anything like that. Uh, not only did he clean half the house, <laughs> he, he was polite, he was friendly to everybody, he helped uh, set up the event uh, mm. like on the day, he yep. competed the whole day, uh, was was nice to everybody, cordial in every single setup. he just said... I'm sure if Mario wasn't competing, he would have fixed the live stream at the Nationals <laughs> as well, but he was just distracted with winning everything. Yeah, you know? right. too busy winning. Yeah, too busy winning. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's a, he's a lovely guy, isn't he? Absolutely. He is a, you know, yeah. Fantastic ambassador for the sport the type, right. type of guy you'd like to like to see succeed that's right absolutely yeah, mm. yeah. fantastic um, competitor helped all throughout the day that we had the competition we were the last to leave literally yeah and then we were there for so late packing everything up that actually locked the gates <laughs> <laughs> so, we so you couldn't to, leave we couldn't leave no you've only just left that's actually right. there, there was back in March that's right and then, <laughs> then I had to go chase down find, find the security guard who locked the gate <laughs> while Mario was sitting in the car like you know having done an 18 hour Day just wants to sleep. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then had to wait for this guy and me to come all the way back over and unlock this gate, <laughs> drive all the way home again. But uh, yeah, great guy. So uh, great to see him doing so well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, Sam Burnett, um, yep. another arm wrestler who's had a fantastic year this year. Um, uh, he's travelled internationally to test himself uh, against the best and uh, has uh, solidified himself as. Uh, the top guy at 80 kilos and test himself time and time again. Um, so, uh, and he, he's held himself there for the last year or two now. So I, I think he um, competed against Phil to determine the mm-hmm. unofficial title holder um, not too long ago. And mm-hmm. then, of course, he's come through to, to nationals and made it official and, and now has the strap over his shoulder and, um, and moves into 2023, uh, having racked up a, a whole bunch of wins against some very formidable competitors. And Absolutely. so um, a, a wonderful family, great bunch of guys, um, doing fantastic things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, uh, we wish them all, all the best for next year, but great, great performance from Sam once again. And having competed at so many of the states as well um, and uh, and proven himself to, to be that elite arm wrestler um, at 80 kilos. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, again, wonderful guy. I don't know why everyone's so nice in arm wrestling. I know. I, know. <laughs> I, want, to, I want to find a hill now. <laughs> yeah. yeah the top. That's why people love to hate Ryan Bowen because right. there's nobody else to hate. That's right. So it's uh, <laughs> you. you. Yeah, redhead guy. Yeah. yeah. Think big, you're strong. channel. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, Sam Burnett, fantastic year. As you mentioned. need to find it, Ryan Bones, a nice guy. So I was like, fuck. <laughs> this is an outrage. <laughs> You're supposed to be the nasty guy. <laughs> That's right. He was wonderful as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just the fact that the people at the top don't have anything to prove, and especially yeah, in this well sort be. of sport. But uh, yeah, uh, some amazing competitors came through on the Nationals. Uh, Josh Barker winning the under 70s, uh, Sam Burnett, the under 80s, Tom Denkowski uh, winning the under 90s. Yeah. Uh, under 100s, Mario Tembarkas, who we were just talking about, and the uh, super heavyweight division was uh, Lachlan Carpenter. So, yeah, yeah fantastic. Um, a very familiar name set throughout that division. It was like, if you were going to bet on people, they were the ones you were going to be betting on. So Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of names that now post-COVID are, are solidifying themselves at the at the, at the top of the totem pole, the uh, the, the the post-COVID totem pole of mm. uh, arm wrestlers. So, uh, yeah, it, great event, exciting to watch, great to see the progression of all of these athletes and really exciting to see what happens in, in 2023. Uh, Hollywood, Matt Connolly, any final thoughts? Uh, well, looking forward to uh, 
things that we're going to be setting up in the future and oh, we'll yes. talking about those probably those. in in next upcoming uh, episodes, next perhaps. episode when we've next got everything one. sort of a little bit more solidified. But mm. uh, yes, an exciting oh, next. What are, what are you talking about exactly? There, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <Some> rumors <laughs> flying, <laughs> flying around. <laughs> <laughs> rumors that we've started and tell each other. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you again for coming into your own show and your own um, studio. Yeah, no, it's, it's my absolute pleasure. It was literally no work whatsoever. I work over there. Um, <laughs> um, and, the, uh, and, and of course, uh, Diamondback Fighting Championship, uh, putting on uh, uh, Apex Sports Fest. So whenever we refer to Apex, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the Apex Sports Fest. This will be the third instalment, third year in a row. First year post-COVID, so mm. su- super uh, um, keen to see how many people turn up because this event's attracted thousands of people during COVID mm-hmm. so uh, this event doesn't just include arm wrestling although of course that's the highlight for our listeners and ourselves but uh, there's Roman Greco wrestling there's Brazilian Jiu Jitsu there's Strongman there's uh, some dudes that turn up with swords that look like ninjas they're not ninjas I've been told but they they do have real swords and yeah. they do fight each other yeah. um, you've got those guys um, there's Sanshu uh, MMA of course the whole night uh, crescendos in um, a title belt um, on the line mm-hmm. DFC uh, I believe light heavyweight championship will be decided um, at uh, DFC 16, which uh, is the card that'll mm-hmm. end the night there at Apex Sports Fest 3. It's unbelievable that, that you could have this event is incredible. Like It's insane. It's ridiculous. If you're a combat sports fan of any measure at mm. all, this is the event that you want to be going to. You've yep. got the entire day's worth of like 30 different sports that you get to watch for free. Just walk around. It's at Nord Oval and you can go check out arm wrestling. Uh, is it wrestling jiu-jitsu? Uh, the medieval nights. You've got all of that. Mm. It's all happening all day. And then the end of the night, it's like, oh, what happens now? Well, there's just happens to be a Diamondback Fighting Championship card. Yeah, which okay. you'd normally pay, I don't know, between $60 and $100 to attend anyway. But so I think it's 65 or $70 admission for the whole day. And that's yeah. 12 hours. You don't have to stay the whole day. You know, you, you don't do. get... Don't get locked in like Matt unless you stay really late. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, you can come in, you can check out your favourite sports and, and head off. You can see on the schedule when they're all going to be on, or uh, you can simply uh, hang out and enjoy the whole day. And if you do, well, Hollywood Matt Connolly is going to be there. Uh, I'm going to be there. Uh, there's look at that. Even even one of Matt's biceps might be there. Uh, <laughs> not, so not the other one. No, not the other I'm one. Not the, bringing the, that one. No, no. It, 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 they, only, <laughs> they only get to come out if there's a split. Um, <laughs> So, uh, so uh, um, uh, we, and I think something also uh, interesting is that uh, uh, for some of these uh, events, um, members of the public can register mm. and can have a go themselves. So, yeah. strongman, for instance, is one of those things. So, if you come along and you're a strong guy and you think, you know what, I can throw a log. You know what? Give it a go. Yeah, you could walk away with some prize money, or, yeah. um, certainly a trophy. Um, Even just having having a go would be awesome. Yeah, arm wrestling tables. So there'll be uh, we, we've got a tournament planned, but there's going to be plenty of tables there, plenty of after pool, and so uh, you may also be like Matt Connolly and just happen to arm wrestle some of the best arm wrestlers in the country and in the world within the first few pools, <laughs> yes. uh, because that's pretty much what happened to you. You jumped on at an event not too dissimilar to this, yeah. and the first person you pulled was. The yeah. guy that was doing the refereeing, yes, uh, at the Australian Federation. Yes. Tom, the other, Tom, Tom, you guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and then the next guy was Devin Larratt. And yeah, but straight from <laughs> straight from the Australian champion to <laughs> the world champion, champion to the world champion. Yeah. Right. So uh, so 
it that, could that just will like happen that. to you as well. That's guaranteed <laughs> to occur at the Apex Sports Fest. Um, so Apex Sports <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> this, is, this is my ironclad guarantee. Right, yeah. your lock of the week. Yes, <laughs> uh, money won't be refunded. Um, right. So uh, we'll be um, uh, we'll be there. We'll definitely be there. It's the twenty fifth of February. It's twenty twenty three. It's going to be at the Nord Oval, which is here in Adelaide. So especially if you're in South. Australia, no excuses, it's on your doorstep, this fantastic international level event. If you're interstate, uh, well, get your flights all booked now because um, they're more expensive than they used to be flights and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, get in amongst it, book in uh, and uh, and make sure that you're here for the event. If you happen to know anybody coming for the event, um, I'd just say tag along because yeah. you're going to have a great time. And uh, <laughs> So many things to see. There's so much to see. And, and if you're not having a great time, we'll get you over to the arm wrestling tent and get you started. So uh, so anyway, that's enough from us for now. But uh, thank you so much for joining us here on the Arm Wrestling Extra podcast. Um, Thanks to our sponsor, a real estate sponsor. agents group. Mm-hmm. There they are. There they are. Yeah, on both arms both now. Arms. I like these new shirts. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I that's, get to sh- that's why I did a double bicep, so I can get it on both. I thought we only had it on one because that was the good arm. like, and then <laughs> The strong arm. Yeah, the strong arm. And then the other arm, we just didn't have the logo <laughs> on nothing. The, we didn't want We didn't want weak arms like having the logo associated. Like a, do not look at this one. <laughs> or just an arrow pointing to the other one. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want, you want to get your own Hollywood Matt Connolly uh, double bicep T-shirt, um, chest not included, then uh, you can get that by heading over to Hollywood Matt Connolly's uh, is it Hollywood right. Matt, Hollywood Matt Connolly dot com dot au dot com just dot com yeah. just we're just making it really easy Hollywood really Matt Connolly dot com you can head over there there's a bunch of cool shirts and uh, if you've been following the SH Titans you might have a favourite character I know Goku's uh, particularly yeah. popular on the internet um, it's the swagger it's the Goku swagger <laughs> um, so uh, you can you can jump on and get a Goku t shirt or, yeah. or any of your favourites from uh, the SH Titans arm wrestlers uh, so uh, thank you so much for joining us again and we'll look forward to bringing you a whole lot more of Arm Wrestling Extra next time. Thanks, guys.